This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to another episode of Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that provides you the word on all the cool doings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond from the people who know words best, library nerds. My name is Marty Ackett, and I'm the adult programming coordinator for Peter White Public Library. Coming back this week for a second helping of guest nerddom is Lynette Sukow, reference librarian here at Peter White and one of the coolest nerds you will ever meet. I'm so happy you're back on the podcast, Lynette. Well, I'm happy to be back. All right. You know, Lynette, this episode is kind of a milestone for the podcast. This is the 20th episode of the podcast, which means we have reached our five-month anniversary. And I couldn't keep doing this podcast without cool guests like you, Lynette. You work at the reference desk at Peter White Public Library, so you are there to help people find answers to questions they may have. You schedule passport appointments and organize some programming as well, like speakers for the genealogy events here at the library. You're sort of a Jill of all trades. But before we get the word you want to share with us today, Lynette, I'd like you to do something else first. I've been asking all of my returning guests to talk about one thing that they really love about being a library nerd here at Peter White one thing that really excites them. In short, Lynette, I'm asking you to give us the... Word on the nerd. Lynette, what's something that makes you love being a Peter White Public Library nerd? There are so many things, but this is one of my favorites, and I don't think I'm alone in having this be a special privilege of working at the library. When the new books come up, from tech services, they come up to reference and we get to be the first to take them off the cart, look at their covers, touch them and read what they're about. And so then we know the ones that we're gonna be requesting in the future. So just looking at the new books or I should say touching the new books, it's so exciting. Yeah, I I always find that because, you know, when the new books come out, you know me, I walk out to the reference desk and I lay them all out. And we have this little game that we play where we look at the covers and, you know, everybody says we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. But, uh, you know, the cover is like the first thing that you 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 see. And it's the thing that sort of attracts you to it first. I mean, are you like that? Do you see like a cover that you really like? And that's sort of what what makes you want to read the book more? Oh, yes. I think the covers are so important in order to attract that reader right off the bat. Then when you read about it, you know, you may think differently or you may know that that was the one for you. So Mm -hmm. those cover designs, I think, are really important. And I know publishers spend a lot of money on Mm -hmm. getting just the right cover for every book. 
and you know, and those, and most of those book covers are just absolutely beautiful. I mean, the yeah. artwork on them, the way that they lay them out. I mean, they really are uh, geared toward attracting people to wanting to read those books. Um, and um, like you said, I mean, we're, we're told not to judge a book by its cover, but as librarians and people who work in the library, we do do that sometimes. We look at them and go, oh, this is something I really want to look at. Um, that's not to say that you should always go by the cover as to whether that's what you're supposed to read or not. But, you know, if it's an attractive looking cover to you, it, it really piques your interest. That's going to get you to read it even more. So... All right. Well, you know, there you have it. That's the word on the nerd from Lynette Sukow, reference librarian at Peter White Public Library, about something that fills her nerd heart with happiness. And now we can turn to what brought you back to Library Nerds with Words, Lynette. I know we've been talking together a lot these past two weeks over how much we love learning about other people's lives and struggles and triumphs. And one of the books I'm reading right now is a biography of poet Adrian Rich. Not everybody would be excited about that, but I am. And it's another thing that fills both of our nerd hearts with happiness. So Lynette, why don't you share with us the word? Lynette, what's the word you have for us today? I am talking about memoirs today. Oh, I love memoirs. So um, I will be writing about these for the Mining Journal, but I wanted to tell you about them also. Mm -hmm. um, we have so many biographies, autobiographies, and memoirs. They're all shelved under the number 921, followed by the last name of the person. And mm -hmm. I wanted to just concentrate on memoirs, which cover a defined Per, a defined portion of someone's life. Mm -hmm. So they're very specific and they're so personal because of course the author writes them mm -hmm. <clears throat> or the subject writes them. Right, so yeah. I have, um, the first one is called The Good Hand. It's a memoir of work, brotherhood and transformation in an American boomtown. And mm -hmm. this, uh, it's by Michael Patrick F. Smith. He has four names. And he started a journey in 2012, wanted to go to the oil fields in North Dakota. And um, he wasn't the only one going. The reason this looked good to me is because I have a nephew who also went to those same oil fields in Williston, North Dakota, and became a laborer there. And so mm -hmm. it's a um, very hard living there. You have a hard job to begin with, you know, lots of machinery, there's danger, you have to do safety, safety, safety. Um, and then you go home at night and there's no place to go. All of the rent is really high because the, the people that live there in this small town know that you're getting a really good wage for working in the oil fields. So all of your supplies and all of your rent are very inflated and so it's mm. it's hard even with those high wages to you know take them home with you because you're spending a lot right there it's kind of like the old company company town model so this was a first oh, yeah. hand look at that kind of the kind of life that they had to go through and of course i heard a lot of stories from my nephew too so that, this was a good book 
All right. Well, that, and, that sounds great. And you've had a personal connection to it too. Yeah, so that's yeah, there really was cool. an interest there. So the, the second book I have is, it will have a personal connection also. This is called The Natural Mother of the Child. It's a memoir of non-binary parenthood. The person who wrote this is Chris Malcolm Belk. And it turns out that um, he identifies as male, but he had the biological body of a woman. And so, um, which took a lot of years to work on, you know, making that transition from female to male, but being a female, he was able to get pregnant and thought, well, you know, there are lots of health problems that happen to women if they pass up childbearing. So mm -hmm. he wanted to have that experience also because his partner um, was ha had a child. And so they wanted to each have one of their own biological children mm -hmm. in this relationship. So it's about the conflicting feelings of having the woman's body, but, but identifying as a male and how that, you know, made him feel. And so it was very interesting. And um, I, I can't even say that it was uh, anything new because, um, you know, he's talking about both women and men and a lot of the things that they feel and experience. Also, some of the problems that he had, people had relating to him. Mm -hmm. So um, it turns out that he was in Marquette for a while. Wow. In 2015, he was an editor for the Passages North magazine at NMU. So he was at Northern Michigan University and he earned a master's degree from there. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. So, so there's like a local personal connection here. And, you know, and I, and I teach, yeah, and I teach over at the university. And um, when you were talking to me about, about uh, this book and, and Chris, I was like racking my brains because I've got connections at Passages North and I finally remembered, you know, that I had, had met Chris and, and I mean, not, not, not had really deep conversations with him, but um, I, I definitely had met him, talked with him. I think that is so cool that there's um, that there's a book out there with that kind of uh, connection to the area, and yeah. plus and plus dealing with really an important topic um, these days, where trying to build some kind of understanding among people who might not quite quite get that kind of struggle that people are going through. It's really really important. Yeah. Um, that uh, and especially when you're taught when you have a memoir where it's like a deeply personal thing, I think that's even better. Yes, it was, it was just riveting. I just turned page after page after page. It was mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. So the next on my list is um, a way different book. This is called Punch Me Up to the Gods. And I mm -hmm. thought, well, that is such a strange sentence. Punch <laughs> me up to the gods. So um, it's written by Brian Broom, who I don't even know. I mean, I thought, who is this guy? And so he's a writer. And so he's writing about his experience as um, black and being gay. Mm. And so both of those together and how it really went against his culture. His parents were not really accepting of him. His mom more passively, you know, fine. But his dad did everything he could to correct him into being mm. 
more manly into acting like a boy. And mm -hmm. so it was really hard, um, you know, to, he did never gain that acceptance and um, just to find a place in the world for himself. Mm -hmm. And so it turns out that this book is written really well. Of course, he's, you know, written by a professional writer and it is a, there's a juxtaposition of his story and a boy that he sees riding on the train with his mm -hmm. dad. And he notices that the boy is very effeminate and the dad is maybe subconsciously correcting the way he sits, the way he stands, the way he, he talks so that he seems tougher and manlier. Mm. And so it's just that, you know, irony of um, he's watching his own story again. Mm. So wow. it's, you know, kind of, kind of sad that way, but really interesting and it makes you very aware of a world that you have not inhabited. And, and I have a question. Does he ever like interact with that young boy or the father that he sees on the train or just, he just no. observes him? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so in some ways he's using the father and the son there as a way sort of to tell you about himself and his story then. It was brilliant. Yeah. It, it was every other chapter. And oh. I really thought that was an interesting way to illustrate his story. Yep. That, that, that sounds fantastic. You know, um, sounds, it sounds like he's a, a great, great writer. So it was, it was good that way. Yep. All right. And then um, we're going to jump into Rememberings is the name by Sinead O'Connor. Oh, and wow. so, you, um, you know, she started, oh, I think she was born in the fifties. And mm -hmm. so she's been singing since the 70s or 80s and you know she has this whole reputation of kind of being a a rebel and so it was really interesting to so I'm not that familiar with her because she's been out of the spotlight for years and years yeah. so this took us back to her childhood um where she had a split home her mom was very eccentric um bordering on a little crazy and she was a wild child and had this pretty chaotic um, upbringing, but this real talent for music. And so um, she became somewhat of a petty thief. She was still doing music, but she was just nonconformist. And then she went on Saturday Night Live in the late 90s and yeah. ripped up a picture of the Pope. And that caused like real condemnation of her music and everything about her and so she kind of retreated for a while but kept up that music and um just performed more locally and wrote um songs for people and she ended up having you know married having kids and she still survives today and she still writes music today so it's kind of a survival story in a way that you know mm -hmm. she made it through all of those trials and tribulations yeah and, so. it, and it's and that that totally played because i'm a 1980s kid so i remember Sinead o'connor when she hit it big and i remember when she did that with the picture of the pope and everything i mean yeah. she she really caused some uh some waves when she when she really uh was famous and yeah. and and correct me if i'm wrong did she like struggle with uh mental illness for a while too yeah. or yeah her mom was also had, had mental illness yeah 
So, and, and I know that she's still doing music. I think she just released an album just in the last few years, but I've always loved Sinead O'Connor and, and her voice. So I'm yeah. kind of interested to read about her life and see, see what made her who she is. So because of this book that came out, she was interviewed on um, one of, I think maybe the Sunday morning news program. They always do mm -hmm. celebrity interviews with Willie Geist. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so she was on there and that's what made me interested in her book. And so mm -hmm. it was wonderful to see that interview and then read the book uh, about it. Otherwise I wouldn't have even probably been in tune with it. So. Right. Yeah. And she, and she grew up in, and she grew up in Ireland, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's Ireland. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So do you have another one or? Oh yes, you bet. <laughs> my time. All right, no, you're doing fine. <laughs> um, I have another celebrity. This is called Sunshine Girl by Juliana Margulis. And oh, wow. she um, played nurse Carol Hathaway on ER. Mm -hmm. So she's a yeah. television star. And then she also played um, the main character in The Good Wife. And now it's blanking out of my mind what her character's name was. But she, she was on both of those series mm -hmm. for a long time. And so she also had a tumultuous uh, childhood, split parents. Um, they would move the family. Well, there were her and a sister. They would move the kids like from parent to parent and they even moved countries. And mm. so her mom was um, very different also. And uh, just that really had an effect on her life because she says it was very chaotic and all she wanted in her life was some peace and order. So her, she had a lifelong search for peace and order. And so she ended up being a, um, in good relations with her mom and with her dad after all that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she also became a big star and she eventually uh, married someone and has a baby and felt that this was the time to write this book because her byline is, Sunshine Girl, an unexpected life. So it was something that she never thought she would actually achieve was this kind of nice life that she has now. So it was kind of heartwarming. Oh, well, you, you know, and uh, yeah, I love, I have always loved Juliana Margulies. I mean, I remember her from The Good Wife. I remember her way back in, in ER. She was one yeah. of my favorite characters in this yes. show. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fascinated to read what her life was like too. And growing up and, you know, that's, that's the great thing about memoir is, you know, especially if it's someone that, you know, finding out all this information or what that you feel like, you know, but then finding out all this information about who they were and, you know, and how they grew up and everything, it sort of changes how you, you picture them and feel about them sometimes and maybe even makes you respect them a little more so yeah yep it's always it's so interesting and then um my last recommendation would be um to read all of the memoirs by ruth reichel she is the, she was the editor of Gourmet Magazine, and then the magazine went under in the late 19, like 98 or 99 or something. Mm -hmm. And so she started writing these memoirs about like how she came to love food and the importance of the food. 
And then it went on to when she, when the magazine folded and how she coped with that and her kitchen year, it says my, it's my kitchen year. Mm-hmm. And then I, her last one is called Save Me the Plums. And I think that is mm-hmm. like kind of part two of that whole incident. But mm-hmm. these memoirs, besides having some recipes in them, are so humorous and so heart, you know, heartbreaking when she's going through heartbreaking things. She's mm-hmm. a good writer and they're interesting to a lot of people. It's a wide audience of interest. And so even though they're old, like the last one was from 2019, I would say just go ahead and read them. And um, that's one of my all-time recommendations. Whenever someone says, oh, I just want to read about someone's life because um, that one's great. And plus you get the cookbook, people who love food. So yeah, I, I, so you get sort of a, a twofer in that one. You get a memoir. Yeah. And you also get recipes. So, you know, you could sort of make like a a whole thing of it where you read a recipe and then you read some in the book and you make the recipe. So it's like- It would be a great book club, wouldn't it? (laughs) It would be a great book club thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, You know, because that's what book club people love to do. They love to pair food and well, and sometimes wine. My my group does wine too. So food and oh. wine and and uh, and books. So, all right. So wow, lots of great great suggestions here. So, well, that's the word from Lynette Sukow, reference librarian here at Peter White Public Library. But you know that I can't let you leave just yet, Lynette. I still need to get you to dig through other stacks of books that you've been reading and come up with a recommendation, more another recommendation for the listeners of the podcast. So Lynette, what is something else that you think we should pick up off the shelf? Lynette, what else do you have for us today? Okay, this is um, actually on the same vein. This is a biography of okay. a woman who was put in an insane asylum in the 1800 because she was well-spoken and she had opinions and her husband didn't like that. And it turns out her husband had other ulterior motives besides that too. And so it's about not only her, but how men in control put women in the insane asylum so that they could control their money, control them. And it was almost like an industry. And so this is, it's just so interesting, but I only wanted to do memoirs in my mining journal um, article. So I couldn't put this one in, but this is the one I really wanted to read myself. So I'm not done with it, but it is so interesting. It's called The Woman They Could Not Silence. One woman, her incredible fight for freedom and the men who tried to make her disappear by Kate Moore. (laughs) (laughs) you know you know what and and the people are listening to the podcast can't see this but Lynette's holding up the covers so that I can see the covers of these books too so I'm I'm getting like a visual thing and and it's a really beautiful cover on the book too but yeah I you know I love biographies I love memoirs but I also love biographies because the people who write those are able to put people's lives in a context they put them in the social context and economic context and so you learn not just about the person that they're writing about but you also learn about the time that they lived the place that they lived and 
all the things that um, sort of influenced, you know, their lives and, and who they were. So, and that, and that's what I'm learning here. I'll, I'll hold up one for you. This is the book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Power of Adrian Rich, a biography. Oh, that's your biography. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that I've been reading. And it's, I mean, it's, this is like really the first huge biography of um, Adrian Rich since she passed. And um, it's just really fascinating to me how it, it's sort of the same long, along the same lines as your book, where she grew up, her father was like um, a really world-renowned um, neuro, neuro, uh, neurologist at Johns Hopkins, but um, he was Jewish at the time where it really wasn't accepted at the, uh, there to be a Jewish doctor in that. And so he sort of had to hide both his culture, his background and everything. So Adrian Rich sort of grew up hiding and being ashamed of the fact that she was, she was a Jew um, at this time. So it's really fascinating. And um, so, yeah, I, 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 your book sounds great. We can do an exchange. I'll take your book. You take my book when I'm done and then we can, we can talk about it later. So, <laughs> all right. All right. That is Lynette's recommendation for a title that you should check out off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this five month anniversary episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to give a big thanks to Lynette Sukow, reference librarian here at Peter White Public Library, for sharing with us her love of memoirs and library nerd stuff. Come back next week when I will be welcoming back to the podcast Samantha Ashby, Adult Services Director at Peter White Public Library, for another helping of all things cool in the kingdom of library nerd. Until that time, everyone. Stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, Listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.